When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, all cheaters. Welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name's Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Hey, Josh. I'm good. I'm actually trying to get my energy up for this podcast, so I'm standing. I'm not doing a sitting oh. down record. But it's kind of on theme for game week four, because in order to get at the right height for my mic, I have to spread Mm -hmm. my legs out a little bit. So I'm actually like doing the Ronaldo see you uh, celebration pose while I podcast. If that paints an image for our listeners. What are you? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, are you in like full kit as well? Is it? <laughs> oh yeah, I've got my shorts uh, like totally uh, pulled up around like my 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 uh, my upper thighs, like exposing as much leg as possible. <laughs> yeah, Ronaldo, my gosh, what a uh, what an incredible incredible start to. I mean, in some ways, it's just it was just so perfect that they played. Newcastle at home with a with a Mega Man villain as their goalkeeper. Uh, thank you to Woodman. Uh, it was just you know totally. Uh, I mean, absolutely, just like opened up the. I mean, the the first goal was actually a gift from Woodman to Ronaldo, sure. like a yeah. like a late birthday present or something. Like it was uh, incredible. But I mean, it was just like like he's had a brace, and you know, in 90 minutes. And I don't even know that he had a great match. Like it, he had like a brace and it, like when he didn't play very well, which yeah, is kind of scary. The whole first, just taking that first half of Manchester United, Newcastle, I couldn't really understand what was going on because it was just chaos. Yeah. Manchester United had virtually all the possession. Newcastle uh, looked terrified Mm-hmm. However, I, I wasn't convinced that Manchester United uh, seemed to know what they were doing. Yeah. It was just a bunch of really talented players uh, just kicking the ball around, often yeah. getting tackled and losing possession. But yep. um, it was, yeah, it was inevitable when Ronaldo tucks that Mason Greenwood rebound in. I was just like, well, of course, it was either going to happen in the 46, it was going to happen in the 46th minute right before the halftime whistle, or it was going to happen in the 48th minute. Uh, in the second half, it was just gonna <laughs> yeah, happen. It felt like a matter of time. It it did. And, you know, I had spent the entire lead up to game week four, I mean, really over two weeks. It, it was actually, it, in some ways, it made it kind of tricky from a podcast. I mean, we recorded four podcasts over that span. And I, in general, think of myself as a fairly clear headed manager. Like, I, I feel like I'm able to. I have like a sense of what I'm planning to do and then I can go on the podcast and I can articulate it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was a, a case where I was really like, it was very melodramatic, Brandon. It, I was like, I was like Hamlet, you know, walking around, look here, here are my two teams. Here's the team with a wild card. Here's a team with one free transfer. Which team do I pick? And I, I, I was really agonizing over, over my choice. And I w- was very strongly, uh, I was very pro wild card at the end of game three. 
over the course of the next week or so, I became staunchly no wild card. And then over the in the three or four days in the lead up to game week four, I became very, very pro wild card. In the end, I simply moved um, I, I simply moved for Dominic Calvert-Lewin. I moved Danny Ings, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. So we don't even know how that one's going to work out. Let's right. assume that Dominic Calvert-Lewin gets, uh, uh, I don't know, let, let's, let's hope he does better than Antonio. Okay, let's hope he does better than a mi- <laughs> okay. the minus one. Right. That's I love my, that you're being yeah. optimistic tonight, very, Josh. I like it. Very, very optimistic. So, I, I you know, the, the problem was that I looked – I mean, in some ways it was, it was a, like, I, I, I wasn't going to wild card just for team value. Like, I don't, I don't like buy into that as a, as a strong enough reason to wild card. I mean, of course, like if every player your team is dropping and every player you want to bring in is rising, sure. But like in the case of Ronaldo and Lukaku, they were still price locked, right? Yeah. Because they were still new to the game. Um, or, I mean, in Lukaku's case, he may not have been price locked, but it was just, he was in a weird spot where all the transfers that would have gone to Lukaku were going to Ronaldo. Instead. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Lukaku just started to fly under the radar weirdly yep. during the international break, even though he was off uh, with Belgium, you know, yeah. bagging goals and assists, uh, just uh, just like Ronaldo was. And credit to you. I mean, you were on Ronaldo, or I mean, you were on Lukaku basically from from minute one, uh, loudly loudly advocating for him, and he really came through. I mean, third, you know, he scored a brace. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I won't say I won't pat myself on the back and say I told you so because you know it's Lukaku. We we saw when he, with his sure. game week two performance, like wow, this guy looks really good. Yeah, much yeah. improved. We and it was almost an easier call than Ronaldo because we had you know even even if you don't take Lukaku's first couple of appearances for Chelsea into account, we have much more recent. Premier League data, yep. you know, when Lukaku was at Everton. Ronaldo was just, it just felt like such a fresh start for him coming off of three years, years in the wild of Syria. Yeah. I like that and, you skipped, by the way, Lukaku's entire time at Man United. <laughs> just like, that's so funny. I'll, forget it. <laughs> how did I forget about that? Yeah, I guess, I guess the Ronaldo being at Man U, Manchester United now just kind of shorts that out um, simultaneously. <laughs> but anyway, um, I, I and, and Ronaldo, we just really didn't fully know what to expect, yep. even whether or not he was going to start. So I think right. something we might need to unpack in this episode, Josh, is did we learn anything about Ronaldo yeah. uh, in that Newcastle match to influence, uh, you know, upcoming transfer choices? Yeah, I mean, you and I, uh, we actually met, we met up last night to watch uh, The Card Counter, the new Paul Schrader Oscar Isaac movie, which I think you and I both think is a, we, we're giving it like a B minus, right? Yeah, right. B minus, C plus. That it would be a <laughs> Good movie to recommend if uh, you're hungover on a Saturday afternoon, I think, is yeah. where it ranks in my movie watching. I know. Yeah. I know. I know it's been high, critically acclaimed, but I'm not sure you needed to, we needed to see it at Nighthawk with uh, several drinks. And I was I definitely at a point where I was like, I am too drunk to be watching a movie like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right, but anyway, right. when we were talking there, I said, um, had I known, had I known going into Saturday that Lukaku was or excuse me, that, that Ronaldo was going to play a full 90 minutes, then I certainly would have wild carded. And I think there was just the, the slight doubt about that yeah. combined with, um, 
you know, with, with, with Sala away to, to Leeds. And I thought there was a really good chance that Sala could do very well in that match. He, he could have done on you, like, you know, extraordinarily well if, if Sadio Mane wasn't on the pitch with him, uh, Mane, you know, Mane, yeah. Mane, Mane. And as, yeah. uh, uh, one of the Jota differential strivers over here, yeah, uh, yeah. I feel, I feel just as burned as you <laughs> yeah. as a Sala captain. <laughs> That's true. I mean, in some ways, yeah, it, it probably hurt you more than me. I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, Sala. Uh, at least he picked up a goal. I'll say that much. So sure, yeah. So it was just a. So it was a weird one. And the, the, the end result was I looked at my game week four team as it was. I looked at my game week four team on a wild card, and I decided that I liked my game week four team more without wild card. And it was that simple. Um, and so I decided to make the the DCL move. Let's see how it pans out. Uh, but as it is, I'm on sixty four points. Um, I have moved not really that far. I was at thirty eight k going into. Um, 38k overall going into um, gaming four. I'm at 46.7k right now. So uh, I've done 9,000 spots and I have Dominic Cavalloon to go. So if he can do anything tomorrow, then uh, I might. There's even a possibility of a yeah. green arrow on the game week, which is incredible. No Lukaku, no Ronaldo, and you could be on a green arrow in the top 50k. Yeah. It's um, this classic. It's classic Josh. I just have to say. <laughs> I know. I was ranting and raving <laughs> on Twitter. I was just, but honestly, I, I I still think the wild card. I don't. I don't know. It's like, but anyway, the, the end result here. We can talk about this more in a second. But the end result yeah. here is. Uh, I don't like my team. I think I have, I've survived. I think I actually could have, I think I, 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 I well, we'll, we'll do the math on Monday. We'll, we'll talk about it on the, on our, our midweek pod about whether, uh, which team would have looked better. Maybe I'll do like a, a, a point by point comparison okay. just out of curiosity. But the end result is that I, I see enough problems. The Antonio red, the impact that's probably going to have on Ben Rama, uh, I really don't want Cresswell for this Man United match. It just all of these things combined. I am I have now just uh, Tony. Um, you know, it seems like a problem that needs to get solved too. Um, so I am I have activated my wild card. Active so, wild card. Active wild card. So that is going to be one of the themes of this week's pod is uh, the active wild card. Whether you can have Lukaku and Ronaldo, which even if you're yeah. not on a wild card, it's a decision that a lot of us are going to have to start thinking about, and we're going to talk more about why that is um, in a second, but. 64, one player to go. And Brennan, you are you you've done even better this game week. How how's your how's your game week four looking? I had a great game week. I'm I'm all out. I don't have any Everton or Burnley players. Uh, and there's no room for Josh Brownhill to work his way off of my bench into my starting <laughs> eleven. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm feeling good. Uh, 75 points, which is uh, another great um game week rank uh, my game week rank is what 327k wow. and that that gives me uh, a green arrow of about 250k so now my wow. or is 63,713 so catapulting uh, right there into the the sweet spot of the top 100k feeling wow. the really cheaters cool. in the top 100k last year at this time you were like Three suffering million. through your worst yeah your worst ever start and you yeah. were you were honestly miserable and i feel like there's a big a big change now in your your demeanor well yeah spots. and and you know i i was asking a lot of questions of game week four when you know the two moves that i made were uh ings out for lukaku and um mason greenwood coming in for bruno now of course greenwood gets the fantasy assist for ronaldo's goal but you know you don't even register that all you start thinking in that moment as a non-ronaldo owner is is yeah. there about to be a waterfall of ronaldo yeah. points 
months and yeah, I'm going to be buried here. Totally. It's just, a, it's honestly a relief that the floodgates didn't open until the 45th minute. Yeah. If he had scored in the eighth minute, oh my God, yeah. he could have had four. Yeah. So um, going into the Chelsea fixture with Lukaku captain for me, uh, and he gets the goal in the first half. And so then I feel much relief. Yeah. And then the goal in the 93rd minute for Lukaku was one of those uh, just exulting moments as a fantasy manager. And with the armband on him, that was effectively 12 points. It was so massive. Cannot be underscored how massive it was. It was very, like you were, you were, you held on to Bruno. Got your Mm -hmm. team, Josh. It's like uh, your game week four team was like a woman. You knew the relationship was over, but you decided to take her on one last vacation. Yeah, to see yep. if you could still salvage it. That's yeah. right, exactly. Yeah. I think they made movies out of this theme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, it was much like that Bruno goal for you in the last minute. It's just like just a hope and a prayer. Launch it from outside yeah. of the box. Both goals really well struck. Both goals very transformative yeah. for certain fantasy managers. So you know the the only real uh, bad spot in my team is Antonio. I was kind of expecting nothing as I've come to expect from Tony. Yeah. Um, but the issue now that I have to figure out as we pod is what is my move for game week five? Because the plan was Tony becomes dominant Calvert Lewin. And now do I change gears to move Antonio to Calvert Lewin and keep Tony yet again? And that, that does kind of have some ripple effects budget wise. Yep. So that's some, something I'll need to work through, but yeah. yeah. And we're going to talk about West Ham on the, on the pod in a minute here. So I think we can get into that a little bit. Ben Rama it, it needs to be discussed, I think as well. Yeah. Yeah. A tripled up on West Ham right now. And yeah. West Ham just like, even Antonio is still the top points getter in the fantasy game right now, but you can't help but feel coming out of game week four of like, wow, we had it too good uh, with these West Ham assets. Take the points and get out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons to wildcard, honestly, is I, I being tripled up on, on West Ham just doesn't feel. I mean, are you thinking about a wild card at all? What's your what, what's your stat status? Yeah, right now? yeah. I was I was toying around with some wild card drafts today, um, and spicy. Yeah, I've got I've got four moves easy that that I would make. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't know. It, it is a question that I'm interested to dig into. Like, what is the value? of bringing in Ronaldo and having both Ronaldo and Lukaku. That is the real temptation for me to wild card. I yeah. do think that like when I, when I did these drafts uh, earlier today, where was I improving my team? It was like, is changing Ben Rama to Connor Gallagher? Yeah. Is that a huge improvement, especially in light of the, uh, that palace have Liverpool in game week five. So there are, there are like tweaks that I would make, to make upgrades here and there in my team and at what cost in the short term. So I, yep. I'm just not totally sold. Um, I'm just going to hope that that the likes of Trent and Salah and Lukaku can carry me for one or two more game weeks. Yeah, which I, I'm sure they can. I mean, yeah. you know, Trent, Trent is a tricky one, I think, because um, I do – there's a part of me that wonders if you could get away with uh, – Robertson over Trent, you know, if uh, how much more Trent offers and it's just, he, I mean, you know, Trent is typically on the free kicks. And so that in theory, 
it doesn't feel like he's been as devastating on free kicks the last couple of years as he used to be, but that is still a big, it's, it's, it's a bit like a, uh, it's a bit like a, a captain option beat on pens or something like, you know, yeah, it's not going to happen. Right. It, I mean, even, even less infrequent, maybe, you know, of course, but like, it just like, you, you know, three times a year, he might just, just, you know, score a goal like quite easily from a free kick. Well, let's talk about it with your wild card draft, but I'll say right now, I think Trent remains essential. He's just delivered insane returns in four game yeah. weeks. He's gotten, yeah. you know, if you, if you include his bonus points against Chelsea in a one, one draw as returns, he's getting returns in every match. He is the third top points getter. And I, I, I do think Robertson coming back from injury against Leeds, did look fantastic, but he did. He was not offering the same level of of crosses that Trent was, in my opinion. No, no, he he wasn't. Um, but I, but I, it's just hard to say whether he. I mean, he he has in the, like at other times, sure. right in his yeah. in his his career. Um, so it's you know, it, I feel like it could still happen. It does feel like a little, um, and also Samikas has played well, right? So I think that's the other concern. It's like, well, yeah, okay, you could bring in. You know, you could bring him in, but you know, um, is are you, are you gonna is he gonna get rotated a little more? Like, there's 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 not as like a strong of a Trent replacement as there is for. No. I mean, who is who, I guess who is even playing right now as as the Trent replacement? I feel like I should. Do um, there was that young guy who was playing uh, some minutes last season, and his name completely escapes me. Um, I guess Nico Williams, right? Nico Williams the is the yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. And guess what, Josh? He's flagged. He's he's flagged. Everyone's flagged. There's like 90 players flagged. Dominic Calvert-Lewin, I mean, he like trained. I don't know. Like, you know, let's see. I mean, oh, you know, if Josh Brownhill has to come in for Dominic Calvert-Lewin tomorrow, that's going to really, that's going to, that's going to bum me out a little bit. Although, hey, who knows? Brownhill scored a goal in preseason. So now he has to to do (laughs) that. Hope springs eternal. (laughs) All right. So I want to get into the wild card stuff. I want to go to the uh, Ronaldo V and or Ronaldo and Lukaku discussion. So before we do Super League top 10, we're trying to get back in the habit of reading these, especially because we have uh, a uh, one of our supporters is in the top 10 in the world right now, uh, which is very cool. So uh, let's I'll read off the top 10 here, Brandon. And then yeah. you can you can you can uh, you can do part. Two. I don't know. You can do something else. All right. Whatever you want to do after this. I'm reaching for my acoustic guitar. Job. Yeah, I just be, free, be just freestyle for a while. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, in in 10th is Shivam Harganami, Harganani. Uh, in ninth is Jonah Jones. In eighth is Sean McGarry. In uh, tied in eighth is uh, Eugene Ong. Uh, in seventh is Tor Boxamp. In sixth is Mohamed Diz. In fifth is Morton Brudal. In fourth is Matt Harvey. Wow, the um, the pitcher, Brandon. That's very cool. He's a former All-Star. Yeah. Uh, in, in third is... Any the, relation to uh, radio host Paul Harvey, do you think? A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in third is B.A.M., in second is Nathan Carr, and in first is Ryan Quinn. Uh, Nathan Carr is also doing extraordinarily well. We have a lot. Of, we have a number of managers in the in the Super League top ten who are in uh, the top one hundred overall, which which I think is pretty is pretty cool. But I mean, you and I are, are getting all cocky because we're in the top hundred thousand. You know, <laughs> yeah. so uh, knock a top, few zeros so, off yeah, of that one. But yeah, exactly. but look at Ryan Quinn is ranked four overall in the world. Is like. Incredible, incredible times for Ryan. Keep it going. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I will just I will just spin the Super League. And a reminder, if you if you still haven't joined the Super League, we're 
25,000 managers strong there right now, uh, go to our website, alwayscheating.com or any of our social media uh, pages where we have our league code there. And I'll just flip this into a little Patreon plug. Uh, If you like what Josh and I do on this podcast for free each week and you want to say thanks and get more FPL content in return, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash alwayscheating where there are many different levels of support. What is it that you get in return? course you get an extra ad-free podcast each week that's recorded thursday night uh close to the game week deadline where we've got more information about midweek action and our own personal thoughts and transfers and captaincies also we've got manager of the month prizes each month join the dean's list free mm-hmm. custom t-shirts for for people who win the dean's list contest we've got our slack also our week in review newsletter courtesy of mini league mate lots more to experience as an always cheating supporter again visit us at patreon.com slash always cheating josh we've got some new patreons to patreon supporters to thank this week You did such an amazing job with the Super League names. I need you to do it again with our new support. Okay. I'm back in. I'm checking back in. It's like a hockey shift. (laughs) I just just jumped over the uh, the little (laughs) guardrail or whatever. Uh, Volkswagen patrons, Jonathan Granger, Tobias Asfeig, and Oystein. It's three t-shirt patrons this week. That's nice. Lord Sarloth is Grant Parks, Hobbs Gambit, Kent Nilsson, Clayton Ferrazzo, Reese B., Stu Bruce, Masij, Magnus, and James Melody. Thanks to all the Patreon supporters around the world. Again, patreon.com slash always is where you can go. And it really is fun, right? I've been loving these uh, kitchen table podcasts we've done this year. Where it's been yes. really a uh, great tone. And we did that NFL. I, I want to do like a whole pod on my NFL fantasy experience and how that has kind of changed the way that I look at uh, Premier League fantasy. It's been extremely eye-opening to me. I had my first week, Brandon, this week. And I, yeah, I, how did your Sunday go with your fantasy, your good. NFL fantasy? Yeah. Beginner's luck or something, but <laughs> I'm, I, it looks like I'm going to beat uh, Patreon supporter Leo Howell in, in the uh, Always Team oh, Patreon NFL oh. Fantasy League. So, um, yeah. So, anyway, thank you to everyone who supports the podcast. We'll take a break, and we're going to talk about wild cards. All right, we're back. Game week five kicks off on Friday. I will I will underline that, Brandon. Friday kickoff. Do not forget. Uh, kicks things off with uh, what I think should be a really fun match, uh, which is uh, Leeds, one of the one of the shakiest uh, defenses we've seen in recent years. <laughs> wow, yeah. Uh, t- uh, travel to uh, Newcastle uh, to take them on and. It's kind of, it feels like a must win for both teams in some ways. I mean, Newcastle yeah. really need uh, really need a, a win at some point here. So uh, they almost had it in that Southampton match, right? I think Ward Prowse was like the 90, 90, 96 minute or something like that was when he finally scored. Yeah, that's one that will keep Steve Bruce up uh, late into for the sure. season, I'm guessing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like the charter member of the Steve Bruce fan club. So <laughs> I, I've got a lot writing on his success uh-huh. with, with Newcastle. So... My wild card is active, as we talked about at the start of the pod. I will tell you right off the bat that I have Ronaldo and Lukaku in my team. Lee Thompson says, is Ronaldo and Lukaku too much money up front? I say no. I say it's fine. And here's why, Brandon. Here's why. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Give me the case. Okay. Here's the case. In game week seven, for anyone who has not looked ahead, right? In in game week seven, uh, Chelsea began a run that is is truly extraordinary. And yes, you could say, oh, Tuchel rotates a lot. But like... He's not going to ro- rotate, rotate Lukaku out like four times in seven matches, okay? Like he, he might lose one. 
Um, and during that run, beginning of game week seven, they play Southampton, Brentford, Norwich, Newcastle, Burnley, and then and then away to Leicester. So it's really it's a five match run, but it's an extraordinarily good five match run. Yep. So I don't even yeah. I wouldn't even really mention rotation with Lukaku. We yeah. haven't seen that for him. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. was hearkening back to his Everton days. Um, I mean, that Everton squad is much different than this Chelsea squad, less yeah. deep, and they really did rely on Lukaku. But yeah. Lukaku is the player that he 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 can and will play ninety minutes week in week out. And you yeah. know, sorry, Carabao Cup fans, that's probably where you're going to miss out. Yeah, I mean, we'll you know we'll see with the Champions League kicking off this week how much rotation we see with Chelsea. I mean, I, I you know I I feel. Kind of bad because I I big up uh, Christensen uh, on on multiple pods and I felt like he was a fairly reliable player. I, I felt even better about it this weekend because I didn't think uh, Silva would be available to play right. Yeah. And then late in the day they get the clearance and even then I would have felt comfortable playing Christensen because I just would have assumed if it's Friday evening right and you get yeah. the clearance like is he ready to just drop in and, and play the next day? It feels like that's that's a lot weighing on his head you know but i don't know I guess <laughs> mentally fragile to... famously Tiago well, i don't Silva. know it just it's just a weird i mean i guess he was training with the team so i but i it just felt like a weird situation and yeah. I, you know just whether that was a distraction right uh but anyway so so where was i going here right so uh chelsea in rotation let's let's see what happens there we know that's inevitable i mean mason mount didn't play uh, in game week in game week four and he's a player who i who i did think would start so it's it's hard to totally you know tuchel I would say even more than Pep is a hard manager to really assess as far as yeah, rotation. Right. We haven't even mentioned Shalaba, who is a great up-and-coming defender for Chelsea, yeah. and yeah. he's going to be incredibly unpredictable. And it's almost like the yeah. fact that Shalaba has looked so good in preseason and now regular season, it almost, almost makes things worse for people who are trying to make Christensen yeah. a thing. Yeah, uh, even like just Rudiger. This was where I landed on you know best premium defenders. Is you've just got to go. There is usually one nailed central defender, yeah. and you've got Rudiger, you've got Ruben Diaz, and I guess now you've got uh, two at Manchester United with Maguire and um, what's Veron. Veron. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that thought. that that leads me to your wild card, where you uh, you are going uh, for Laporte. Well, just for the moment. Okay, yeah. so I I, I want to get back to the uh, the Ronaldo Lukaku thing in, in just in like 10 okay. seconds here. Sure. But but I, I will say that my the team that I have right now is a team that I think a lot of people is a lot of people when they wildcard what there's a, a site called um, FPL statistics.co.uk, which I find to be a very reliable price for gauging uh, price changes. Yeah. And uh, they it gets a little trickier on the drop end of things because um, it's just like a lot of players are like right in the verge of dropping and it just, yeah. it's, it's kind of hard to predict. I but, think I think yeah. that the FPL statistics has been a little conservative in that it is pro- it's airing on the side of we think these players are going to drop. We're usually only the top two or three or four or five end up dropping. So that, yeah. And I think often it takes a while for its flywheel to get really spinning. Like it yep. has to, it has to really get in sync over the course of a month or two with the yep. FPL API to really be that accurate. That's right. It's like, it's like an API scraper basically. Yep. Right. And that's, that's how they, that's what they do to, to, um, to assess the, what price changes they think are coming. Um, so, what I'm doing though right now, it's not so much that I'm trying to play this like price change game where I'm trying to get, 
you know, a point to rise and a player and use that to um, build up a little bit of team value. For me, it's just I could see a version of my team. Like, let's say that I I have Mason Greenwood right now on my team. Let's say I go from Mason Greenwood to uh, like a SAR, let's say. Right. And I save one point one point five million there. Suddenly I can turn um, one of my one of my other defenders, let's, I mean, I could, I could even turn like Lever Mento, right? I could turn Lever Mento into uh, Reese James or Rudiger all of a sudden. Uh, and then in that, in that case, I could probably keep Laporte. Um, and so I think that's really, um, I, but because Laporte was about to rise, I just brought him in just almost like just in case, in case I decide I want Laporte on my team. I want to get out ahead of that 0.1 price change. Yep. That's, that's why I've got uh, Connor Gallagher on my team right now. I'm not sure I'm going to actually have Gallagher or not, but he's set to rise tonight. So let me just drop, drop him in just in case. You're I waiting have, to see yeah. how many watermelons, uh, Connor Gallagher smashes during the course <laughs> yeah, of the next week. Exactly. Exactly. Gallagher too, you know, either. Yeah. Both <laughs> I need two Gallagher's. Um, and then, yeah, Jota's kind of the same way. I mean, I feel a little bit better about having Jota. We can talk about him more in a second here. Um, so, but what I've really decided is that I just want Lukaku and Ronaldo because here's the situation. Chelsea have this great run of fixtures that we just talked about. It begins in a couple of weeks. Ronaldo looks fairly unstoppable already, right? Uh, if any worries that people have, I, I, don't, I never really understood the worries about him. Like the, the people that, I mean, he like won the golden boot this summer in the European championships. It wasn't like he was going to like, you know, it, we're not even talking about Ibrahimovic here, right? Like we're talking about a player who is just like, still like one of the best forwards in the entire world. Like, you know, even though he turns 37 in February, he's still, he's still right there, even though he kind of looks weird now, right? A little, (laughs) uh, a lot of sun, you know, Uh uh Uh, but you know, whatever. Uh, And so to me, if he's going to score a brace for fun without even playing well, I think he's probably going to do that a fair amount. And I, I just know that if he does well, the next two weeks, I am not going to want to drop him for Lukaku and I could find myself, without Lukaku, but I, I want, I, I just want to have both of them because I think they're both going to be super reliable players. And a wild card is the best time to bring in players like that because you can figure out everything else. And otherwise you're in a position where you're like, okay, you know, it's like you head into game week seven and you're like, okay, what am I supposed to do right now? I guess I have to, um, I guess I've got to drop Trent for a four point, you know what I mean? It's like, you're in these, these weird spots where you've got to make these like awful sacrifices that, that, that make it sort of hard to, um, that like really unbalance your team. And so right now is a time when you can start to like kind of work that out, you know? So, so that, that's really my thinking. And then there's this argument about like, well, you can only captain one player. So, you know, why? And, and the other, the other point here is that Salah to me is undroppable. Salah is a 38 week player for me. I, I, Outside of a, a serious injury, I cannot imagine a scenario where I don't have Salah the entire season. He looked incredible. <laughs> He, he looked incredible does. against yeah, Leeds. Yeah, incredible! Wow, that's a <laughs> <laughs> a new portmanteau. I I just invented just for just yeah. for Mo Salah. But yeah, I yeah, like he looks in, like in incredible form, yeah. really hungry and happy with his yeah. football. So that, that's that's what you'd love to see with him. Yeah, and so I think it's fine that I can't captain all three of them. And the argument was that oh, if you don't do that, then you want to spread. Maybe you, maybe it's better to spread the money around. But for me. I, I just see all three of them as as being un, like unusually consistent scores, and I I have had a lot of success over the years with unbalanced teams. It's not something you necessarily want to have for thirty eight weeks, but I think the idea of balance is actually slightly overrated. And I think you saw it with with Marcel picking up um, whatever it was twelve points yesterday. Sure. Uh, there are a lot of players who are he's going not going to do you. that every week, though, Josh. Fair point. No, he's he's not. But 
but but that's okay because I mean neither is neither is Trent or neither is uh, you know I don't know like I mean I, maybe maybe these maybe I should just be tripled up on the Chelsea defense honestly I mean, that might be the, the yeah, way just like here. just just like the Barracuda Josh but um I yeah I mean I no Trent Trent has done it every week this season would be the yeah. counterpoint there and yeah I true. I think Trent has to be talked about when talking about Salah Lukaku and Ronaldo right now just given how well he's performing the points he's producing. And then, yeah, he only costs 7.5 and within the realm of defenders, it's incredibly expensive. But if I'm looking at my team, he feels so undroppable to me. So now I understand why you dropped Robertson into the conversation earlier in this episode, because you're, you're testing the waters here to save 0.5. Yeah. I think the ultimate answer is that I, I think I, I have to decide between Greenwood and Jota. One of them has to go. There's really no way to do this kind of unbalanced team and then still have Jota and still have Greenwood and, you know, and still have Trent. Like somebody, somebody has to go. So which player gets dropped between Jota, Greenwood and because I I do, I do want to have a couple of, I want to have at least one other semi-premium player. I mean, the the Chelsea defenders are, are all viable. I mean, I think Reese James is maybe a little under the radar now just because uh because of that that red card and suspension, yeah. but I mean, he would be a wonderful player to have ahead of this run. And you know, I think that we saw with uh with Calum Hudson-Odoi, I did not have a particularly good match, I thought. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so I, I think there's a good chance that they're going to want to bring Reese James back in right away because they really like his crossing from from the right. And so, you know, maybe, maybe they, you know, I, I don't know, maybe he was asked to do a little too much because Mason Mount wasn't there and Mason Mount would be someone who could cross on the right a little more often, but yeah. Espilicueta looked very good. I mean, he provided yep. the assist for Lukaku and he came on late and he can came play on, on the right. A lot of yeah. options. I d- I'm, I'm not trying to argue because I do think Reese James is a yeah. fantastic pick, but it's just unsettled. Yeah. And the only problem with, with Espilicueta is that he is the most consistent, but he's also the one who is most, liable to um to be rotated now what do you think about marcus alonso like do we have to actually think about this guy now there will be weeks i think where alonso delivers but uh i like going back to what i was saying about the premium defenders and who i would go for i am eyeing the central defenders and the point i keep thinking of this season is what how many clean sheets do we expect manchester city and chelsea uh, and even Liverpool for that matter to keep this season yeah. uh, at least 20. And I think that you get plenty of value from Rudiger without real attacking yeah. potential yeah. Uh, to, to make him viable over Alonso, who is a little bit more yeah. expensive. And I think usually fantasy pundits would, would preach, go for the fullback or the wingback who has the potential of attacking returns. And I think that logic works best when you're looking at defenses from mid-tier and lower table teams where you can't count on the clean sheets. You're trying to improve your odds where you're looking at Chelsea and City. The clean sheets are much more consistent uh, and bankable. What do you think about the idea of going leaning into that even more with, uh, especially with, with Chelsea, who I think, um, I mean, honestly, you're right. I mean, the man, man city has, have been just as solid. I, I think it's just with them. There's always a little more anxiety about, yeah. about who to get, but I, I think you can make a real argument. I, I'm not as into the three, five, two or the four, four, two, but a four, three, three, I think has some appeal, right? Yeah. So let's say I took Mason Greenwood or Jota and moved them to a 5 million, player like okay. a, a, a Kovacic type right like some somebody who 
could come on and get some minutes and, and play. Okay. You know, it, it like he could, like he's going to get a fair amount of starts. He could work in a pinch, you know, I mean, I'm just yep. throwing that name out. Cause sure. he's off the five. I, I know he's 5 million. Um, maybe even Gallagher. I don't know. You know? So like, let's say you do that. Um, and then that opens up a lot of money and you could probably have a back four that, that had two Chelsea defenders, a Man City defender, and Trent. Like, I'm not sure that's actually possible, but I think it might be. That with, would be with Ronaldo and Lukaku up front as well. I don't know. I mean, I'm just like, I mean, like, okay, let's say, uh, I, uh, you know, let's. I'm just going to do this that seems as an experiment Joshua. as as we're as we're talking about it here. Okay, okay. I think I think you're I think you're right. It's actually not. Yeah. So if I dropped if I dropped Jota for Kovacic right now in the team that I have right now, I could have. Oh, see, but the problem is I have uh, it, it'd be Robertson instead mm-hmm. of instead Trent. of Trent. All right, so let's say let's say I brought in Christensen. I lived with a little bit of risk, Brandon, a little yeah. bit of anxiety. Then I could have Trent, Laporte, Rudiger, Christensen. Okay, there's going to be some rotation there for sure. And then I have a midfield of Sala, Greenwood, Gallagher, and Kovacic. Right, so I guess I'd be playing Sala, Greenwood, and Gallagher in that case. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's tricky. It's it hard feels to pull off. like overthinking it to me and lose. I mean, I realize I was just making the case for central defenders on the basis of clean sheets, mm-hmm. but uh, you need goals in your FPL side. Like yeah. I like the idea of having one or two nice looking uh, defenders on good teams where clean sheets are bankable. One or two, and that doesn't include a goalie. Uh, then you're just looking for where are the goals and assists? Where are the attacking points going to come from? Uh, where are the bonus points going to come from? So this is this is the thing that really concerns me about the Ronaldo-Lukaku uh, double up is just you're going to end up with a really anemic uh, squad on the margins. Like uh, yeah. who? Cucho, who is who is this Watford guy? Cucho, you've got uh, here striking mm-hmm. for you. I never even heard of that guy. Terrific player, Brandon. <laughs> Alma Bombadelle, who gets his his uh, Premier League debut in game week four against Arsenal. Um, yeah, I, I just don't robbing Peter to pay Paul. That's the that's the phrase. Yeah, listen, I think I've got to be. I, you know. Uh, like I, to be very clear about this, it is a high risk strategy, yeah. right? It may not work out. It may be that I want more balance. I'm not even sure that I like it. I think maybe it's a strategy that I would only employ. I would only deploy through like game week 11, right? So it's like a, a really good five week run for Chelsea through game week 11. So I, this would basically be six weeks, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay, fine. So I do that. And then, uh, and then I move Lukaku to Patrick Bamford, Right. Yep. Opens up 3.5 million. Suddenly I've got tons of money to rebalance my squad. Right. Right. So I, I guess that's, that's something I should have, I should have highlighted more, which is that I don't see an unbalanced squad as a season long move. I see it as a, as a move to take advantage of, um, which is a, one of the reasons why I think a game week seven wild card would have been ideal, but I just really want to get in on this Ronaldo thing. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I just like, I, I just want to get in as soon as possible. I don't want to screw around anymore. I screwed around for one week and it, it, it cost me, I would have captained him. It cost me points. Uh, I don't like to, to cost myself points. I want to just, there's just like a real thing that a lot of fantasy managers struggle with, which is a kind of stubbornness. Like yeah. I, this is my plan. This is what I'm going to do. I made this decision. Um, or I've decided I'm not going to bring in this player. I don't care how he does. 
you know, even if he scores a hat trick tomorrow, it's not going to change the way I think about them. And it's yeah. like, it should probably often, you know, and you just so, have to like kind of accept that maybe you should have done something. And now you just got to fix it as soon as possible. So if I've got this right, your goals are pretty clear and simple, which I like with this wild uh-huh. card. It is to bring in certain players, yep. uh, certain premium players who are goal scorers. And that is what you're going to lean on for the next five or six game weeks because yep. you think that's where the points are. It's simple as that. I mean, did you have any other goals when you hit that wild card button? Uh, team value yeah. is not a goal. Um, I would like to have a Chelsea defender. Um, that's, I mean, that, you know, I, I know I have a draft up here that with you that doesn't have it, but is it, that's just a team value thing because I brought on Laporte, you know, yeah. ahead of Marcel's kind of in the same spot. I, I think I probably will keep Marcel, but, um, you know, and so I think that I, I would like to have some Chelsea defensive coverage. I realize they're about to play away to Spurs and, um, and then and then they host uh, Man City, but uh, you know I think that's first of all I think they'll keep a clean sheet away to Spurs. I I, I don't I mean Spurs without without Son like I'm not I don't see them scoring a goal in that match. And their defense is an absolute mess. Uh, yeah, yep. Tanganga and Dyer both out for that match, and while yeah. you know those probably aren't the greatest defenders to ever grace a Premier League pitch, that was. Uh, Part of the first team that Nuno is building around, and now he's yeah. got to go to plan B. Yeah. So Greenwood versus Jota to be determined. Uh, do you want to do you have an opinion on that? Jota versus Greenwood? Well You've got them both. Yeah, I mean, I guess I do have them both. Based on the game week four evidence, uh, I I found Manchester United's performance to be, as I mentioned, a little chaotic. And I I feel like I need to see one more, at least one more performance with Greenwood and Ronaldo on the pitch at the same time, because I think you could probably obviously a ton of excitement going around Old Trafford, which probably sort of uh, influenced that performance. I thought, I I guess I lean, I lean Jota, not to equivocate. I lean Jota because he looked so central to Liverpool's attack against Leeds and he was incredibly active yeah, uh, he seems to be in sync with Mane and Salah to the degree that he needs to be. He's putting opportunities on platters for the two of them, and he yeah. is often the farthest, the farthest man forward and the most central man. So I, I think there are probably more points on the you know, on the cards for Jota uh, in just just in the short term than there is for Greenwood. I think it's, yeah. I mean, I think it's really close between the two. I think it's hard to, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's just, I, I guess we'd feel so differently if Salah had, con- or if Mane had converted some of those chances that Jota created, right? Like if, if Jota's on, um, you know, 11 points or something like that, right? You'd now, feel right? differently. Uh, I mean, I see those, I see those as, uh, things that are increasing the likelihood of points going forward. For Jota. No, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Okay. I just, I just, I mean, like we would like, it, it might feel like less of a debate, I guess is what I'm okay. saying. Like, you know, uh, I mean the Greenwood thing, it's hard to like, just be like, thank you for your service. See you later. Mason Greenwood after he's delivered in every single match. I've had him all four game weeks. He is, I think he's fourth overall in terms of points for, for midfielders. Um, he looks very central to everything they do. I'm just a huge fan of Mason Greenwood in general. And yeah. It's gonna be hard to drop them, honestly. And they play Aston Villa at home in game week six. It's, it's. I, I want him for that one too. So, um, I mean, again, this is maybe why other people did want to wait until game week seven. 
damn it, Brandon, I've done it anyway, though, right? I'm, <laughs> there's I'm, no going back, there's Josh. There's no going back now. I'm not, I'm not going to email the the site, you know? <laughs> no, I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with them. You were hacked. Yeah, exactly. I was hacked. Um, so that's where I am. We'll talk about it more on the, on the midweek supporter pod, but uh, I I would be very surprised if that midweek pod rolled around. I didn't have Ronaldo and Lukaku. Salah's a lock. Greenwood, Jota, the big debate. Yeah. The question is whether I have one or two Chelsea defenders. I, I, I would say that's the one. That's the one question I still have to resolve. So, uh, and I could even see myself talking to myself into like a four-four-two. I, you know, I don't like to go without three forwards. I really am a three-forward person, but I, I wonder if maybe that is just the way this has to go. It's 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 a new situation, and this is what has got everyone all excited. Is yeah. we? It's been a while since we've had an opportunity to to have two really expensive forwards. It's not fun to try and work out the budget, but to have so many goals uh, at our disposal is pretty exciting and is as, as it is complicated. I'm just not seeing a lot of forwards in that sub 6.5 million range that are exciting. We kind of knew this going into the season, right? Like Adam Armstrong looks fun. Uh, Tony looks fine but i mean he had a, he actually was really active and created a lot of change he was in the bonus points until the clean sheets got got banked Ed, edward looked really good when he came on late for crystal palace so there is some potential here but i'm not i'm not quite seeing it yet no, no player that i like feel like i've got to tear up my team to have in there so maybe maybe that is the the the, the way i fu- i fund uh some of these defenders right is, is to go for a, a 442 well so that okay not to not to just beat this into the ground but that that is the counterpoint that i guess we haven't fully articulated with your wild card is because there aren't many compelling striker options at that budget rate Mm-hmm. You're missing when when you're doing this Ronaldo Lukaku double up. You're missing an entire band of mid tier strikers that we really like. Antonio, Dominic, Calvert, Lewin. Uh, we both thought Ollie Watkins looked great coming back from injury this weekend. Yeah, I mean, Danny Ings. You know, you know there is potential there, as we know. So there, uh, Jimenez possibly. There yep. is a whole band of strikers there that you will be locked out of with this strategy. Well, locked out of it for what? Like one week, two weeks? I mean, you know, it's like I can always just transfer one in, you know, if I, if, if the strategy isn't working for me. Like mm-hmm. it's, you know, so I, I, I you know, it's I, I don't I don't feel like I've got to like just totally fix myself into this. You know, if it doesn't okay. work, then I. You know, I'll probably give it three weeks and then I'll I mean, you know, some of these players like Jimenez, I don't get the the Wolves thing at all. Like every, every week now, um, you know, uh, uh, SWAT was saying, you know, well, Domino Trier convert these underlying numbers into physical returns. I mean, he's never done it before. Right. He had one <laughs> run like three years ago where, where yeah. he did it, but the, he, he can't really cross and he can't shoot. I mean, like, I don't know what, what to say. Like, Who is he's not going to learn to do that. Is it Jeremy Lin for the New York Knicks who had that like one like. Yeah. Two weeks. Insanity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was basically a dominatory warrior three seasons yeah. ago. I am I am here for arguments for the Wolves defense. I feel like that 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 always felt a little more compelling to me. Uh and at that point it was just a question of which one you wanted. Um uh, you know, I mean Marcel now with a with a with a pair of assists and a four point five million price tag, it looks like he's gonna hold down that left wing back spot for for the time being, or 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 left back, I suppose, depending on what formation they play in. So uh I, I you know I'm feeling I'm feeling good about him. I mean to me if you're wildcarding game week five, Marcel is like 
one of the first players you, you put in, right? I mean, they've mm-hmm. got a really, a really nice run of matches ahead, right? They played Brentford, Southampton, Newcastle uh, in the next three. So I think that that's a nice, uh, a nice little three match run there for sure. I mean, up there with almost any 5.5 million defenders set of fixtures. And they don't have any any European commitments, so he's a fairly you know stable uh, player on your team. But I mean, Traore and Jimenez, I don't know. I mean, like they, I'm just not really a believer in, in either one. I mean, I, I love Jimenez. I'm, I'm so glad that he's back. But um, I mean, the guy is coming off major brain surgery, <laughs> and and then their midfield is really shaky. And I'm not sure they convince you know they create enough chances uh, for him to to do anything with them. And so I, I just don't know where he's going to turn into this amazing fantasy asset because he's going to have to do it all himself really to, right. to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I'm not really feeling the wolves attack either. So, um, that brings us to our tips section, Josh. Mm-hmm. And, uh, let's, let's kind of go in the, in the attacking direction with the first question. Are there any sub 7 million mids outside of leads who are worth owning? And, uh, I, I think the caveat of not them not being Leeds players is a tricky one because Rafinha thought looked decent enough against Liverpool. Um, probably Leeds' best uh, attacker in that match. Yeah, uh, though they didn't produce a whole lot. So I think Rafinha is the one sub seven million mid that I want. Yeah. Uh, apart from that, it's really Connor Gallagher has the most compelling it's XG. So feisty. Over the- yeah. Yeah, and it's like... Why don't you turn into such an XG guy? Well, XG left and right from you all of a sudden. I, I, I've just been particularly attuned to it this season, and I guess I, when it's like suddenly when you, tur- when you turn on that XG part of your brain, if you see a stat, <laughs> whether it's in your Twitter <laughs> right. timeline or on a podcast, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a little more sticky now. Sure, sure. Um, I get but, that. But, uh, you know, it's, it, you know these, these stats are, are, are funny, and you can, you can bend them to your will, but I, I do sure. think uh, Tony and, and Gallagher do stand out in terms of, um, of those XG stats. But what's yeah. more interesting to me with Gallagher, even as a loan signing for Crystal Palace, how even like so much more than on that West Brown squad last season yeah. for Gallagher. He has taken on this like leadership, central leadership role um, just through his play. And I think he looks really strong. Mm -hmm. And uh, two matches in a row, you know, too. Yeah. So I I think the problem there is it is still Crystal Palace. Uh, They, and they, they don't have the, the best run of fixtures. I mean, they, they do face Liverpool in game week five. And even if you do analyze the fixtures for, Palace, they have Brighton in game week six, followed by Leicester, Arsenal, Newcastle, and then City in game week 10. Even mm-hmm. if you do talk about their fixtures, I just, I'm not yet convinced that Crystal Palace is a strong fantasy team, even after that performance against Spurs. Spurs seem to shoot themselves in the foot uh, in that yeah. match. So, you know, when the options for those budget price attacking mids are just Rafinha and Connor Gallagher, it's like goes along with kind of what I was saying about like how restricted is your overall team budget when you've got those those two premium strikers. So when yeah. you're considering these mids for your wild card, Josh, who are the other mids that jump out at you? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the Gallagher is is the player that I would I would consider. I mean, it's it's you know, I mean, the, the problem is you, if you bring him in a wild card right now, you 
kind of immediately don't want to play him, right? Because they play uh, away to Liverpool in, in game week five. Although I, I think he's he's playable. I mean, I, I don't know. Liverpool uh, feels like Allison has been saving them a little bit, uh, you know. So I mean, would you know, like that's what a good keeper does. I mean, sure. yeah, Ederson does the same thing with with Man City. I mean, that's why you pay uh, you know so much money for these um, these really expensive keepers. So Kepa. Uh, yeah, yeah, Kepa, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think Sar is the one who, um, and again, Rafinha, of course, would be the one. I think that he is like ready to explode. I know that's like what we always, what we always say. It's kind of funny because there was a question from uh, newcomer. He said, "Should we be bringing Leeds assets in for their decent fixtures, or are they the decent fixture?" Um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I think that um, it's like uh, Yakov Shmirnov talking about Soviet Soviet Russia and Soviet yeah. Russia. The car drives you. It's still we have to like keep in mind that that it's been a, a, a you know a not, not not so easy start to the season for Leeds, right? It has not been, uh, it, you know. Let's see, they played um, right. They played Man United away. Uh, a tricky fixture Burnley away, which, okay. Like I know Burnley are not like the most stout team defensively, but you wouldn't expect a team to go into Burnley and score five goals in most cases. Right. Uh, and then, and then, then they played Liverpool, uh, you know, so it's from here on out, it's Newcastle, West Ham, Watford, Southampton, Wolves, Norwich over the next six. So, you know, if I were to just decide there's just absolutely no way that I can fit Lukaku in, uh, then Patrick Bamford would would be the player I would really strongly consider for that that spot. I like I like Bamford and Rafinha, and I think the fixtures do favor Leeds insofar as yeah, Leeds would be a team up to this point you would favor them to be losing two one, and now I think I favor Leeds to win two one. Yeah. So the defense is not great. I mean, the fact that we were really high on Melier preseason um, uh, I, I will erase that from the the backlog, the back catalog. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, he's doing his best back yeah, there. He, he yeah, is. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. He's probably the, yeah, the the one person that that holds that back line together. But it's the yeah. it's all about the Leeds attack uh, when yeah. we look at these upcoming fixtures. Hundred um, percent. So I mean, Ben Rama, of course, falls in this category as well. And you know, Rock says uh, Ben Rama subbed at sixty minutes. Antonio sent off. European competitions are starting this week uh, as a time to offload West Ham assets or should we be patient? I mean, you and I kind of, uh, you know, uh, put the cart before the horse talking about this earlier on in the pod. Yeah. But I mean, uh, Ben Rama, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on Ben Rama at this point? Well, yeah, you, I, I think it's discouraging to see him start the season so hot and then have two quiet weeks in a row. But if you think about what do you expect from a six million midfielder in your fantasy team i unless it's riyad mares uh, a la leicester city i wouldn't be expecting them to produce every single week so yeah, yeah ben rama is at that point where now he has to be put on a short leash for your fantasy squads but it's not like he's done anything that is just stinking up my fantasy team and i think it's slightly yeah. unfair um to to say that he he's just persona non grata now and no, I do, no. I, I, don't put I, words in my mouth. Not, well, I'm, I'm speaking for the, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, the, yeah, the yeah. listeners. Yeah, Josh. sure. Yeah. I know, I know you're, uh, you're more grounded than that. Oh, I'm Mr. Grounded. <laughs> but I wonder uh, with Antonio's absence in game week five and Ben Rama has played pretty far forward and sometimes centrally, uh, you know, playing off of Antonio, does Ben Rama's role going into game week five in the attack become, 
more compelling as a fantasy asset. Now that's asking a lot for somebody who's not actually a striker and also somebody who's going up against uh, a pretty talented Manchester United defense. Yep. But, uh, you know, the, I, I, not being on wild card, West Ham, like I, I agree with the sentiment that West Ham just like, thanks. It was, we're so grateful for all these points. We frankly yeah. didn't expect so much so soon. Yeah. It's a perfect opportunity to, to dump these stocks and cash in. But lest you forget, West Ham have actually performed at a pretty high level, they're a pretty good team. So yeah. it's not like suddenly they're bad players to have. I think I am content to like take Sufal and Ben Rama into game weeks five and six uh, without without too yeah. much stress. Yeah, I mean, in game week six, I think I, I think there's a good chance you get you know, I mean, game week six could be could be great for them, right? Um, yeah. It's yeah, and Antonio will now be fully rested for that for that game week six match as well. So when they play Leeds, and now Leeds don't have any center backs apparently, so um, it could be Antonio playing a, that Leeds center back formation is is pretty scary. I mean, I think that if you, uh, yeah, I think if you were debating whether to, draw, I mean, on a wild card, I think it's it's a little bit different because you know yeah. maybe it's something I've got to keep in the back of my head a little bit, yeah. but. Um, I do wonder, will yeah. Antonio be fully rested? Because it's not like he's disqualified from playing Dynamo Zagreb in the Europa League on Thursday night. Right. Um, but, I mean, then he'd have, like, what, nine days or something, you true. know. Um, true. So, yeah. So, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's I think it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess he probably will play in that Europa League match now, right? Like, he's going to, you know, why not, right? Yeah, might, as right. Well, might as well toss him out there. So yeah, I mean, I, I think like there aren't a lot of great options in that in that price range. I, I don't like anybody really in that f- like sub five point five million range, right? You're in like full on punt territory there. I'd say I'm not sure there's anyone who's really that appealing. I think um, like I mean Jack Harrison, you know, I don't know, he's down to five point nine million, but now I think he's got a he's he might lose his spot, right? Yeah. Um, so I think he's he he could be in some trouble. Um, you have these uh. You have the uh, the Leicester uh, for uh, midfielders, uh, attacking midfielders, and it feels like it's kind of crazy that like I, mean, I think didn't Barnes? Um, do you have a crossbar shot or something like that in the, who's, in the match? Who's, who is that? Harvey Barnes. I'm I not know. sure I've ever heard of him. Talk about persona non grata, but <laughs> but he's down to six point eight million. I, I you would think at some point. I mean, it, it's still wild to me that that uh, Ianacho is is considered so. Uh, so surplus to requirements for, I mean, he's, he's got a total of 67 minutes played yeah. across the first four matches and they've lost, they've lost two of them. Right. And they, they barely won two others. It's, I don't know. I genuinely surprising. want to be in Brendan Rogers's head for a day. Yeah. I just yeah. want to know what he's thinking. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. strange man. Looks like it's not going to be like last season though. But but I mean again, Leicester are probably a little a little I don't know if I want to say undervalued, but a little um under the radar right now yeah. because um they have a lot of good players, a lot of players who've been very valuable in fantasy over the years. It just the time doesn't seem right to, to have anybody. an air of Arsenal about Leicester, right? Where our, we've known this from Arsenal just in the last 5 seasons where basically seem like a dismal team in a bad mental space. There is always like a 10 match run in, mm-hmm. in the season where suddenly Arsenal look good and, you know, bringing this player into your fantasy squad and yeah. like Leicester are now entering that uh, late Arsenal period. Yeah. 
Yeah. By the way, just as you're talking, I realized that I have advocated for like every formation on this pod. So, you know, you'll have to forgive me. This is a free, this is a, this is a very uh, free association uh, pod, Brandon. Something for everybody. Yeah. Well, what I don't like to do is go on the pod and talk about what I'm going to do and talk about it in very concrete terms. And then three days later, I reveal my team and it doesn't look anything like what I talked about. You know, that does not feel like I'm doing like a real service to to anybody listening. So I just want to talk about like all of the different things that I'm considering, right? All the different options that are out there. And hopefully it'll spark some ideas in the people listening, right? Like, like, but much like just doing this, the act of doing this pod helps yeah. me to sort of think about, you know, who who I want to have in my squad. So yeah. uh, anyway, so let's um, – do we have any last questions? Okay, one last question from Jeff Husby, producer Jeff. He says, sub 5 million defenders and our must-have defenders for the next few weeks. Even with the wild card, it's the shakiest part of my team. Okay, we spent a lot of time on, on Trent and Man City and, and Chelsea, but what, what about in that f- 5 million and cheaper range? Yeah, uh, it's a great question, Jeff. Hey, Jeff, thanks for asking. Um, I mean, uh, Marsal, as you as you said, I think it's kind of indisputable that there is value there, especially with um, the Wolves fixtures coming up. I mean, you just see this incredible run of fixtures for Leeds. But as we've discussed, just don't expect clean sheets from them. I just, it just feels like such a goal oriented fantasy season to me where when I start thinking about defenders who I want, it's either a 5.5 to 6 million guy, or it's Livermento. Livermento, I think is like, I, I mean, getting a a, a clean sheet from Southampton in game week four is pretty encouraging. And Mm -hmm. Livermento is the Aaron Juan Basaka, John Lundstrom. It is not sexy because there are no attacking returns coming from Livermento, but he is the 4.0 guy this season. He's locked down that position. He's going to continue to start. Yeah. Don't have a huge amount of uh, of faith in Hassenhudel, but uh, Southampton are yeah. are are a it, like fifteenth place. Seems like it could be yeah know, as low as they might go uh, any given yeah. season. So that I, I think that Juan Basaka comparison is a good one. Was it? Was it? Was it? Um, because he, he was four million when he locked down that yeah, spot Palace. At, at Palace, right? Yep. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, way, do you know where where is John Lundstrom playing right now, Brandon? Oh, he must be in the championship somewhere. Um, Wrong. Oh, he is playing for Rangers. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Made made his way up to the Ibrox, Brandon. Yeah. Well, you know, they're in first place in the Scottish Prem. I saw an interesting uh, draw. It's It's a big season for Edinburgh. Right now, Josh Hartz and Hibbs are both uh, uh, in the top three right now. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I like the. Uh, did you watch the um, Alex Ferguson documentary yet? Uh, the uh, no, yeah. I haven't. The one on Paramount yeah. Plus. Yeah, yeah. It's it's worth watching. It's it's great because uh, you really. Uh, it was a, as someone who was who was. Ne- I never actually been to Scotland. It was a great window into into that world, uh, the world of, of Scottish football. And I really, really enjoyed it. I recommend it yeah. to anybody who hasn't seen it. It's a really interesting. Documentary. Great scene I mean, in succession yeah. where uh, Roman tries to buy his dad's favorite football team and he accidentally <laughs> buys hearts instead of his. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a great scene. Yeah. yeah. But back to the cheap defender thing, it's, I mean, what is your tolerance level for Brentford? Because as far as cheap defenders go, who are actually yeah. posting clean sheets and fantasy points, Brentford are are doing pretty well, and they seem like amongst the 
the the lower caliber Premier League teams, the one that are probably the most like the best all around. Yeah. Typically, what you see from a, a a good all around lower table team is they really have trouble scoring goals. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, it's it's like the Fulham effect. But I think Brentford should be pretty good for uh, you know. I guess for like a long 38 game week run is what you're going to, you have to invest for the long yeah. haul because they've got a tough run coming up is, mm-hmm. is the problem there. And so, uh, I mean, the, the thing about 4.5 million defenders, is you really don't want to burn a transfer on them in general. And so they are kind of the, the type of people you want to bury on your bench. But I think if I'm a Bombadelli, you know, it looks like he's locked. Uh, now, actually, I can't say he's locked in that spot, but he, He's getting starts now, and everyone thinks he's great. Everyone thinks he's playing incredibly well. So I and they, you know, there was a one nil road loss. I mean, I, I don't see that as a particularly, you know, um, terrible result for Norwich. I, mean, I realize that they need to be scoring more goals, but it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like they were um, just run off the pitch, right? So I, I don't know why he would he would lose a spot uh, right now. So I think yeah, when you have Libermento and Omobamadeli, then then the question is, do you? Um, do you just roll? I mean, I guess it depends on whether you feel like you want to roll with the four at the back, which is something that, as we've started to talk about in the pod, I'm, I, I do wonder if I if I need to give a four three three a more serious look yeah. because, uh, yeah, yeah I think there could be a logic to it. So, I've got yeah, one I'm, last yeah. I've got one last Go defender ahead. for you and, and yeah. for Jeff, uh, and it's Joel Veltman, who, for whatever reason, we you know he was he was the star man going into game week one, and then he got mm-hmm. COVID. Yep. And now he's down to 4.4 because we all had to get rid of him. So he's now starting. He, he uh, played a half in game week three, played the full 90 this weekend. So I think Joel Veltman at 4.4, definitely uh, great. Like you talk about, like if I'm if I'm big up in Southampton, you, I have to big up Brighton in, yeah. in terms of uh, a solid team uh, for, for clean sheets. You know, uh, the one thing we didn't talk about on the on the wild card too is if you were to wild card right now, uh, would you keep Sanchez or would you go to someone like Bachman? Which which goalkeeper would you want, or somebody else? I I think neither one of us want to spend more than four point five million on a keeper. So yeah, um, yeah it's, I mean, remind me of the appeal of Bachman. I mean, Watford aren't very good, uh, and Brighton well, are a good team. Yeah, I mean, I guess the appeal is that. Um, that Watford were really strong defensively last year. And um, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they, they've, they've defensively, they've looked pretty solid. Um, they have a nice run of fixtures ahead as well. So I think those would be the factors. I mean, it's really, it really does seem like it comes down to Sanchez and Sanchez and Bachman and maybe, um, maybe Sa. Raya too. No, what yeah. about, well, well Sa's 5 million. So, that's true. Yeah. God, why is Saw 5 million? Cause he's I good, know. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's good. It's yeah. Annoying. Yeah. Um, no, I think I would stick with Sanchez actually. It was Brighton. Yeah. Potter's, you know, he's, he's, he's been slow to instill a philosophy in Brighton, but it seems to like really be sticking and really happening. And I, I think highly of Brighton right now, um, regardless of the fixture run. It, and it's like what you were saying about a 4.5 defender slot. Goalkeeper slot, I don't want to be using transfers on that slot either. And yeah. Sanchez, just like if you're looking across, you know, 15 game weeks, which is what you ought yeah. to look at if you're not going to spend any transfers in that position, like don't get discouraged about the next five game weeks for Brighton. They've nicked a couple of wins already. I mean, nine nine points from twelve is yeah. pretty impressive for a team that doesn't really have an attack. Like it's pretty uh, 
pretty darn impressive that they've they've, they've pulled that off. And, they, and you're right. I mean, they they've looked good. So I I think I, I maybe one thing that I a bullet dodged in game week four was that I I would have I think gone Bachman, and now I'm kind of back with you on on Sanchez, where I feel like they're it's it's you know. It's just the quality of the defenders in front of the keeper are, yeah. are so much higher with, with, with um, Sanchez. And so they might just nick a couple uh, clean sheets that they shouldn't, you know, just because yeah. you have dunk there to, to clean up a mess or whatever. Yeah. The only issue with Sanchez is he doesn't get save points or bonus points or anything, but we haven't really Maddening. seen that yeah. from, yeah. from any cheap goalkeepers. So it's, that's, it's, that, that's a good point. I mean, Rhea, I guess is the one who you could maybe consider as well. I mean, you were just t- sort of talking about Brighton yeah. or Brentford a little bit, and I think that they could, that, that'd be another team to consider, but again, maybe, maybe just in general, uh, we should be a little more suspicious of having defenders and keepers from promoted teams, yeah. right? That's just, you're just not going to be seeing a ton of clean sheets. Yeah. From them, so that's where we are. A wide-ranging wild card discussion. I hope it was interesting. Uh, I feel I'm still committed to the Lukaku thing. As we talk it through over the course of the pod, it I, it does make me wonder if I if I just can't make it work. I mean, I'm just I, I'm just becoming so aware of how much I'm going to have to sacrifice, and so. I don't know. I mean, you know, it just it. it I don't want to go into game week seven without Lukaku, but maybe that's just that just has to be game week seven's problem. Maybe maybe I yeah. maybe I maybe I. I don't know. I mean, I just went through this with game week four, though, right? Where I was like, I did. I don't want to go into game week four without Ronaldo or Lukaku, and then I did it, yeah. and then it hurt me. Although it didn't actually hurt me as much as I thought, because my team was balanced, and I ended up like, <laughs> kind of holding on. But I have seen people in my mini leagues kind of shoot past me because of massive scores that they banked this week. Yeah, you know, kind of going aggressive with those players. So. Well, let me tell you a quick story, and then we can go to uh, to a break, Josh. Okay. And, uh, my my parents had these two beautiful wingback chairs in the li- living room when I was growing up, and my mom would always talk about, well, I found these chairs, and I loved them so much, but we could only afford one of them. So I bought one of them and then started saving for the second chair. So just say, talking about how frustrating it was to only have one of these chairs that were meant to be a pair in the yeah. living room. But that's just the what she had to do to make it work financially. And eventually she did get the second one. And then we sat in those chairs. And Josh, we loved them. And were I they think, antique chairs? Like, no, they, like, were, they, they were new like, chairs. Oh, my yeah, mom doesn't yeah. buy anything that's, that has any like actual value. Um, but <laughs> but, um, but uh, Lukaku might be that second chair. Maybe, maybe. All right. Well, I'll, I'll hold on to my copy of this year's Roebuck catalog, Brandon, and maybe I'll, I'll flip <laughs> to it later. All right. Let's take a break. We're going to get back and just talk a little bit, uh, a wee bit, Brandon, about Game Week 5. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Brian, we're back. Game week five kicks off on Sunday. I remind you once again, with Newcastle leads. What a fun match. And Brandon, we now have uh half day. I, our office, you know, like many offices across America, uh, probably the world, uh, are concerned that everyone's going to quit in mass because we're all so like <laughs> exhausted, yeah, you know, right. from 20 months and not even unhappy, but just like 20 months of work from home, pandemic, Zoom calls, right? We're all a little fried. So I have a half day this Friday and I am going to be able to watch Newcastle leads fantastic uh, with no guilt so i'm um, looking forward to that so you're just going to bring in uh, alan st maximin on your wild card just so you have some skin in that game 100 oh, right i'm certainly going to have a, <laughs> a a a player from leeds I, I absolutely guarantee it although luke alien is a player who i think is fun and now just i can't touch him because it's just uh you you to, to your credit you have been you you've had you got some things right so far this year brandon you know <laughs> okay, uh, thank you, you. <laughs> you're in the top 100k and you're getting things right uh but i mean look i think lukaku good uh leads defense bad are two uh-huh. things that you've you've won uh so far this year for sure uh yeah so luke ailing trying to score a goal <laughs> off of a flying knee it was one of my favorite things from that liverpool <laughs> match yeah i know if he uh, if he had fluked a second goal that would have been that would have been hilarious yeah. um so we have um okay a couple things to do uh, to talk about one is the uh, just a public service announcement you know we uh uh, a million people are going to say this this week, but it is a good reminder. The Champions League matches take place on Tuesday and Wednesday of this week. And it is very advisable to hold off until after Wednesday to make any transfers. I actually really ideally wait until after Thursday because you're going to have a bunch of uh, Premier League teams in the Europa League as well. I guess there are Europa Conference there's conference leagues matches happening too, presumably, right? I Explain to me what the difference is. I have like no bloody idea. European thing. I don't know, but it's happening. And Spurs are in it. Uh, so, yeah. So I think um, just a reminder that's happening. We often see injuries or crazy rotation. It's On a wild card, it's very useful to wild card during a Champions League week, in my opinion, because uh, you can often pick up a little tiny edge. You know, like if I... You know, let, let's say that John Stones starts this weekend or starts at midweek in the Champions League probably means that Laporte is back in yeah. and starting, you know, uh, th- this weekend. And, uh, you know, I haven't really figured out how to fit in any Man City players, but I mean, they play Southampton at home. It'd be really fun to have uh, to have somebody from from Man City in my squad. For Yeah. And, and City do match. have. Yeah, they have a home match in the Champions League. That's often what I like to look at for. Premier League teams playing in Europe is who's traveling far because that, that yeah. take, takes a bigger toll on the squad. That's true. Yeah. So Manchester United traveling uh, for young boys. Then Chelsea's at home to Zenit. Uh, City is at home to RB Leipzig. And Liverpool are at Anfield against uh, AC Milan. Um, so, yeah. you know, not easy matchups for these teams, but I do like to see when these teams don't have to travel. 
So as far as uh, well, actually, before we talk about captains, what is your um, what are your transfer thoughts going into this week? Yeah, for my team, there is the don't even think about it easy move, which would be Antonio on a red. I was planning to bring in Calvert Lewin for Tony. Instead, I just bring in Calvert Lewin for Antonio, and mm-hmm. then I can still play three up top with DCL Tony and Lukaku. Yep. The like, as you know, my brain starts to expand meme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I am considering a minus four to bring Ronaldo in for Antonio. Okay. What is the sacrifice I would make? I would have to vaporize poor Mason Greenwood. He would turn into a 4.5 player and mm. then I'd be looking at playing. Uh, yeah. Could possibly mm. be playing a four, three, three in yeah. that situation. Or, you know, maybe, maybe Basuma. Um, gets 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 a run out. For, what about if you, if you were to do the Tony, uh, if you were to do the Tony to DCL move, um, what uh, and then benched benched Antonio for a game week because he's got a couple of nice fixtures coming up after that. Yeah. So if you were to do that, what um, what would your um, what would what, my team look yeah, like? What would your team look like? Like who would come in for him? Yeah, Josh Brownhill would come in. Uh, Burnley host Arsenal, which is not a terrible mm-hmm. fixture for probably Brownhill. Three, three pointer, probably decent <laughs> chance of possibly it. <laughs> two two point banker. I'd suggest. I mean, my other option is Livermento, but he is away at the Etihad, which is probably yeah. the worst conceivable fixture for a, a cheap defender. Yeah. So yeah, I. That would be that's option three, right? Keep Antonio, bench him, and play Brownhill in a four-four-two, and then I've got okay. Lukaku and DCL up top. Gotcha. I mean, that doesn't sound bad. Let's see what DCL looks like tomorrow. I guess, right? That, like that, that's yeah. exactly right. I'm holding yeah. fire until a I see DCL is fit, and b how he looks against Burnley um, yeah. in that fixture. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll know yeah. a lot more after Monday. Because I think that would be if I were to go Lukaku less, which I still don't want to do, but I could. I, again, I'm not going to lock myself into any any particular point of view on Sunday night, right? I'm going to give myself videos to think it think it through. The appeal of that is that I could have, uh, I could have Ronaldo, Bamford, and um, and DCL up front kind of see how they look and then move one of them back to Antonio and just kind of go with Antonio. I realize that, you know, those of us who, who have bought it, who got Antonio in game week one, his price, he did fall today, right. Uh, as of this recording, like it actually happened yeah. while we were recording. So he's, he's down to 7.9, which is fine. That doesn't affect anything really. Uh, so if you got him at 7.5, you still have that point too. I yep. think he's going to fall 0.1 more though. I would not be surprised if he's going to, if he doesn't fall 0.1 more just because people are, are don't, want to deal with a red card player. They're not going to have the patience to to let that happen. So I think, you know, if you decide to drop him, bringing him back in, if you bought him early, is only probably going to cost you Mm 0.1, right? You're going to, you're going to take a 0.1 hit, which I think is worthwhile if you have a good move, good move in mind. So I think that would be the appeal is I could go DCL to Antonio before the Leeds match, which I think uh, it would be fun to have Antonio for that Leeds match. I mean, just, you know, some Antonio bully ball versus Leeds defenders. You're not going to drop DCL ahead of a home match hosting Norwich, though. 
Ah, <laughs> See, yeah, you know yeah. what, Brendan Ronaldo out. Okay, TCL <laughs> <laughs> in. Uh, I don't know. It, it's going to be tricky. Maybe it's an audition, Brendan. Maybe it's a. Um, maybe it's a. Uh, can, maybe we'll play a little game of Can you top this yeah. between Vanford and? <laughs> I mean, game week is like we're getting way ahead of ourselves here, sure. but game week six is kind of wild because Chelsea Manchester City is the first kickoff, and that's going to cancel out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of fantasy thinking. And so yeah. everyone is going to be laser focused. Manchester United hosting Villa, Liverpool away Brentford. And then mm-hmm. you've got those nice matchups for for favored uh, uh, forwards in DCL yeah. and Antonio. So lots of interesting options. Which brings us to um, to Liverpool and, and Ronaldo and captaincy decisions this week. Uh, it seems to me like Salah at home to Palace is the clear captain choice here. I think that Ronaldo at West Ham would be the other captain choice. There was this incredible uh, pitch side interview with Mo Salah that um, Arlo White, Lee Dixon and Graham Lasso had with NBC here in the States. So they brought Mo Salah pitch side after the Leeds fixture, talking to him about being the fifth player quickest in the premier league to a hundred goals. And Salah knew by heart, like every statistic from him to Alan Shearer, what the competition was. He was smiling ear to ear and very jovial about the whole thing. But you could tell he was just pissed underneath the skin that he wasn't the the best best. there ever was. So um, it's just like his fantasy light burns so bright. And I love it. And I think he's going to be hungry for more against Palace. Easy armband for me in game week five. I think so, too. I mean, the Ronaldo one would be fun. You'd have him for a Sunday match, you know, the, the day later, all that all that stuff we talked about uh, before in the pod. But I, I, I'm with you. I think that um, I, I, yeah, just why over – Liverpool are in really nice form to start the season. Sal at home is superb. Yeah. Um, and surely, surely Monty will have to pass it more than he did uh, in, in game week four. Surely. Yeah. Or, or he's going to get benched, right? Because yeah. I, I just don't think – I mean, they could have scored six goals today yeah. if it were not for 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 Mane. And you know, it's I mean, it's one thing you know, Mane missing a couple of scuffing a couple of shots. That's one thing, but Mane being so single mindedly focused on scoring his goal yeah. that he is looking off open teammates, which yeah. happened repeatedly in today's match. Like that doesn't feel sustainable to me but when the butterfly flaps its wings too josh if mane passes it maybe harvey elliott doesn't end up in the hospital that's all i'm saying wow wow you went there that's Mm -hmm. uh yeah yeah the butterfly did 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 not flap though did it brandon so i guess we'll never (laughs) we'll never know um, all right. I'm with you on solid in the end. Maybe it wasn't as hard as I was. I was hoping that discussion would be, I think the Spurs Chelsea match will be interesting. Like you said, um, they will be, uh, down, uh, presumably Dyer will not be playing in that match. I, don't, I actually don't know how serious his injury is. Um, I don't know if there's been any updates on that. Well, yeah, I'll go to, I'll go to Dinnery's site right now and, and see what the latest is on the Spurs injury report. Uh, as I scroll down here, I've got, Eric Dyer, uh, let's wait and see is the latest quote from, uh, from Nuno. No knock. idea. A generic knock. Okay, fine. And, and I guess we don't really know uh, about Sun then either, right? Like he's 
more more than likely out uh, with this calf injury. Yeah, those, those things can really be uh, persnickety. Those calf injuries. Yeah, latest on Sun is uh, Sunny is not too well. Let's wait for the club to make an announcement. I don't know if it's long term. Let's wait and see. The yeah. doctors will make an analysis. Okay, you so. never want a club announcement. That is that is like a kiss <laughs> of death for a player. Like yeah. if the if the club has to do one of these like sober, you know, like a text post. Yeah, that, scre- screenshot yeah. from the notes app. Uh, yeah. about what's going on with some. <laughs> exactly comic sans um all right so that's that's game week five uh i i'm looking forward to it i think it'll be uh i mean i i'm just excited about having my wild card engaged i'll certainly be talking about that uh plenty um uh and and answering questions talk to people on on patreon um i'll be doing it on twitter as well i i'm addicted i wish i wasn't brandon but i'll be on there too yeah. uh but if you want to support this podcast we have an ask josh and brandon forum on our slack channel and of course i'll be doing a uh uh, you and I will be doing a kitchen table podcast on Thursday of this week yeah. where we talk about where where I am with my team. We'll see if you've you know uh, jumped in yourself and and played a wild card. You never like know. You, to, you know but, the, temp- yeah. the 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 temptation is strong. It's very much you know we be doing this podcast every week. Um, sometimes I just need to, I need to join in the fun. It looks so yeah. fun. Yeah, it does look fun. But I, I, you know, having it for game week seven would be, um, would be a lot of fun too. Well, think, it's like what later. you were, what you were saying, uh, which I thought made sense. Of wild, wild card is a good opportunity to shift er, uh, all your priorities around in your team to make something yeah. extravagant happen, like Ronaldo and Lukaku together. The way I could also think a, about it is, I can hit Ronaldo in, and then I have my wild card. Yeah. in my pocket to wild card out of that situation and right. rebalance on a wild card. So you could look at it, think those, about it those ways. Yeah. I still think it's weird that you don't use an article when you talk about wild cards. To me, it's an a, a wild card. When I play a wild card, you sure. just say wild card. It's very like, it's like, I don't know. It's weird. I I'm just, I'm trying. Uh, yeah. I'm exhausted all the time, Josh. I'm trying to cut out words. The number of words <laughs> that I letters. use. It's just, it's just energy. You can uh, save an A here and there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, if you want to support the pod, patreon.com slash always cheating is where you can go. Brendan, can you please thank our Patreon producers? I'd love to. Big thanks to producers Mike DiPietro, Trevor Ingerson, Chris Howell, Andy Penn, Martin Savage, Brian T, the Big Gaffer. Babas Kuhn, Jeff Husby, Ben Grant, James Holland, Dave Wagner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Jim Payne, Brian Chindler, Jacobson, Travis West, Victor Forberg, Skogang, Paul Herzig, Andy Portlock, Toothless Gibbon, Lindsey Rostel, uh, Anton Markov, at FPL Merch, Carrie Swanson, Kieran Screeton, Francis Mann, Chris Carter, Blue Nose Stew, Mikey Uwong, Bruce Kerr, Sam Shower, Rich Evans, Future Media Group, FPL, Ben Sweeney, George Kinney, Shiv Morjoria, Ram Frosk, AJ, Fly You Fools, Jeremy Spiker, Lazarus Yanois, Jesse Halsteg, Matthew Becker, Caleb Robbie, Todd Byerly, Alper Poxoy, Martin Ospeth, Lee Hickman, Volger Paulson Kruger, Jazz Binning, Francis Moore, and Managed by Lasso. Never miss an episode of Always Cheating. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Acast, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Hell Cheaters, Instagram at Hell Cheaters. Email us, hailcheaters at gmail.com for all the words. All all the words, Josh. I was trying to conserve my words and my energy. I have to go lay down now. (laughs) And if I and if I was speaking too quickly there, just go to alwayscheating.com for all that information. Yeah, that sounds good. We should put our producers on our website. I hadn't thought about that before, Brian. That'd be a nice little little touch. Every every producer send us a headshot. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like a board of directors. Yeah. Still, I mean, future media group of PL. What's happening there? You know, I want to know more. Sounds big. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, thanks again for everyone uh, for listening to the pod. And uh, if you're on a wild card this week or debating any really tricky decisions, uh, best of luck to you and feel free to reach out and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.